welcome. Raise your inner game. Today is David Levin, Mental Game Monday, Monday, November 22nd. Well, Thanksgiving week is on its way for us here in the States, and there's a lot going on. So what's been um, lifting me up and pulling me down the last couple of weeks? First, on the lifting me up, this was just really nice. It's a little funny, maybe, talking about it because it's, you know, sort of self-serving, self-congratulatory. But these are supposed to be about things that affect me, so this one really did. So anyway, here we go. So basically, I got in touch with someone who uh, was a fan of the book. And of course, I didn't know everybody, not everyone who enjoyed something would let the author know or whatever, right? Most of us probably don't. And it came up for another reason, but we ended up uh, getting on the phone. And it was just so great. Um, you know, the book's been out for five or six years now. And it's just not very often. Like, I honestly can't remember the last time I spoke with someone about the book who just really, it really helped them. And like, they just really deeply got it. You know, not just got it like in the sense that it helps them, but sort of had the context, had the exposure to some other, you know, self-improvement sort of approaches and material that she could really appreciate how it related to the other stuff too. Just just a big, big, big fan. And again, I'm a little embarrassed to share with you how much how happy that may be. But oh my gosh, it did. It just really lit me up, like for a couple of days. And a big part of it was just, it wasn't necessarily affirmation, although there was that. What it really did was that it reminded me in a lot of ways of the strong feelings that drove me to do it in the first place, of the problems that I was hoping to address with it in the first place. You know, I've got my focus now more over on the sports academy. And even though I know in the big picture, the real benefits, the long-term benefits of athletes learning this material is going to be to address these bigger problems and the, the, the rest of their life, basically. My focus for the problems we're solving have narrowed down a bit to those that are really just about athletic performance and peak athletic performance. And then, you know, to the extent that the self-regulation stuff feeds into that. So I've kind of forgotten a little bit on a day-to-day basis the kinds of issues, the kinds of experiences and problems and struggles um, that this material was meant to address. When I first started the material, working on the material back in, it was 2010. It took me four or five years of experimentation before I even started writing the book. It was a very simple observation, which was that, and remember, this was 11 years ago, which was that I was starting to turn into a different kind of person, a more negative, defensive, uh, sort of fearful, sort of a base kind of person that I kind of didn't recognize. And I, I connected that it was just a direct result of the fact that life has gotten so much more stressful, just at a baseline. It just has, and that is our natural reaction. When we're under extra stress and pressure, we move into a more primitive state, which has all those traits I just mentioned. And so I was able to kind of snap myself out of it once I saw it was happening and thought, oh, that's great. But then I thought, oh, wait, most people haven't had the life exploration of 
you know, personal development kind of stuff that I have. And so the baseline stress in the world is going up and up and up, and it's affecting everybody in a similar way, moving us into a more and more primitive state, and the vast majority of us can't do anything about it. So if we don't, as a, you know, if we, like all of us, don't learn how to interrupt that natural process, again, meaning the increased stress and pressure makes us more primitive, and now we react that way, we react from that place and contribute to the stress and pressure to those around us, and it's a downward spiral. And if we don't learn how to break that cycle, things are just going to get worse and worse and worse, like societal-wide. Well, this is 11 years ago, right? So what are things looking like right now? I mean, I can't imagine a more clear manifestation of the concern I had in 2010. People are really going crazy now. And you're always scratching your head. You're thinking, what is wrong with people? What's going on? And this phone call, this kind of reconnecting with the material as it was originally intended, reminded me, oh, right, of course, life continues to get more and more stressful, in some cases by its own nature, in some cases because people are intentionally making it that way for their own use, for their own benefit, and we still don't know how to deal with it, and we're getting more and more primitive and reactionary and defensive and angry and confrontational. And again, uh, the same situation. We still need to learn how to break it. And uh, I'm just hoping we figure it out. But anyway, that was a long sidebar just to sort of try and flesh out the reason it was just so uplifting for me to have that one person, just one person, come back and say, oh, yeah, no, this stuff. This is one of my 10 all-time favorite books. I mean, this is, and there's one little part here. That was genius. That's the best way I've ever heard that described. So that kind of thing can really light you up if you're me. So that was the big one. My goodness, that took a while. So here's one over on the gravity side. So there's this project I've been looking forward to doing. It's just a house project. We have this egress window coming out of our basement. It's my office. We've got these big six-by-six six timbers. You know, you can, they look kind of like railroad ties. Turns out they're called landscape timbers. They're all rotted out. So it was time for me to uh, replace those. And, you know, I'm getting a little older, and these projects take an extra toll that I can't always predict. I really can't ever predict, to be honest. So I got working on this project, and I overdid it. And, oh, my gosh, it uh, I was kind of able to laugh at myself as I was doing it, but not fully. <laughs> like, And here's what happens. I turn into the Hulk. When I reach my physical limit, like I'm just so physically tired, um, it's not that I can't keep going, but it's just some sort of a limit I hit. All of a sudden, I am just lashing out. I needed a little socket to attach to my you know, power screwdriver and just trying to get that little socket off of that nub. <laughs> my fingers, my hands were so tired and sore and I was so tapped out that I couldn't pull it off of there. And I was just, you know, I didn't get to the point where I was throwing things and actually doing harm to my project, but I was just gone. And uh, fortunately, at least in that case, I was able to get myself to stop. 
just like, oh, it's, it's too much. You got to stop now. You got to come back tomorrow. So I kind of wrapped up things for the night and I dragged myself indoors and I pretty much fell immediately asleep. I was so fatigued. It was crazy. But anyway, that was uh, an incident that I wrote down because it just had such an incredible, incredibly clear transformative effect on me. And I recognize that pretty much any time I hit my physical limit on something, I just click over into the Hulk. I really do. I don't think, like if I was working with somebody else on the project, I wouldn't start, you know, yelling at them or anything. It doesn't quite get that bad. But inside, I just like, I just click and it's not, it's not pretty. It's kind of funny. So anyway, uh, I was able to spread it out over the next two or three days. Never thought it would take that long, but it did. And every single day, I also hit a spot where I had to stop. Okay, now I'm done. I'm not going to finish this one today. And every night, I'm so sore. Right now, my hands, it's been three or four days since I was done. And my right hand now, I still can't make a full fist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Age is not pretty. But that was a pretty good one. Pretty clear example of a physical state affecting our emotional and intellectual state. And then one... That's a smaller one, but it's for real. I've had in the last, oh, I don't know, I guess in the last week, maybe two or three times where I had uh, a phone call scheduled, a Zoom call with someone new, you know, it's sort of an exploratory meeting, looking at some options for working together going forward. And they didn't show up. <laughs> so I am sitting there just waiting, just sitting at my computer, watching the time go by, wondering where they are. I do not handle that super well. I just have to confess that that must be triggering some sort of respect issues or something in there. But I get pretty negative toward the other person pretty quickly. I had one this morning and I was saying someone to someone else today, I really don't like being stood up on a first date. That's kind of what it felt like. Like, if it were a first date, there wouldn't be a second one. That's just it. If you have agreed to meet with me at a certain time, and you don't show up, and you don't tell me you're not going to show up, or anything like that, that's it. We're done. That is a sign to me that uh, this is not going to work. I just cannot put myself into a situation where I'm exposed to that sort of unpredictability and uncertainty. Now, you know, there may be a good reason, and there probably is, and I'm not 100% closed, but that's how I feel initially, for sure. There's a saying I heard somewhere, I don't remember where, but I have really found it to be true and tried to hold it pretty much to heart, which is start bad, end bad, something like that. If it's rough in the beginning, if you're getting weird signals up front, if something's not quite right, Pay attention to those and just get out now because, again, if it starts bad, it's going to end bad. And endings are way, way worse than just avoiding that altogether in the beginning. So on the one hand, obviously, I feel justified in it. I think it's a realistic sort of evaluation. Um, the reason it's worth mentioning, I guess, is because I do think there's a touch of me going a little too far with it. Like, you know, maybe a second chance <laughs> would not be unreasonable. Rather than me just saying, oh, you missed this one? Okay, I don't care. You're dead to me. Forget it. That might not be entirely reasonable. And I, even as I 
you know, share with you that sort of feeling in me. I, I like I said a minute ago, I do have a sense that it's it's being triggered by something uh, deeper that I'm not fully aware of. <laughs> so I will try and be a little more generous in these and give it maybe some room for a little grace and things happen. It was just a bad coincidence that it happened to be on our very first call. But anyway, that's that one. All right, not a ton. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up this week, obviously, uh, here um, in the States with the Thanksgiving. People are coming to town for the holiday. We got people staying in our house. There'll be the usual round of food prep. Now, we're not having the Thanksgiving at our house, which is nice because that's a whole nother level of preparation. But there'll be a lot of preparation for, you know, getting the house ready for guests and getting food ready and all that kind of stuff. So I am tempering my expectations for how much actual work I'm going to get done this week. And that's okay with me. It's okay to be open to things ebbing and flowing because that's the way things go. Anyway, that's my week or my two weeks, I should say. I hope yours have been excellent. I hope you enjoy the holiday if you are a Thanksgiving celebrator. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.